Do you ever find a guitar that was in Franco's attic now? Which one? The Yamaha. I had three gears. I have a guitar of yours, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Where is it in your gaff? Yeah. You said to me the action on it is so bad you'd need an arm like a leg to play it. Yeah, my fucking voice grips. <laughs> Make great kindling. <laughs> Hi folks, and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. That little clip you just heard is a tiny little excerpt from the wonderful Fresh Batch podcast with Damien Dempsey, uh, and it's out right now on patreon.com forward slash Tortoise Shack. We're delighted to have Dean and Sparky on board, and we are looking forward to weeks of entertainment and an open and vulnerable conversations, because the lads seem to bring the best out of everybody that they talk to. If you're not already subscribed to The Fresh Batch, you can find it on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're not already a member of The Tortoise Shack, please join us. It is 2024, the year of elections, and we have lots and lots of work to do to try and cover them in as much depth as we can. But we can't do that without your support. So while you're listening to this podcast, click the link that says patreon.com forward slash tortoise Join us. It's the price of a fancy cup of coffee or a cheap pint nowadays, and it helps keep the mics on and the conversations like the one you're about to listen to keep happening. We've no ads. We've no sponsors. We rely entirely on you. And it is activism. You cannot say that the tortoise is, is is just a podcast platform. The work we do goes well beyond that, whether it's fundraising in Gaza, whether it's working with people who are bogus self-employed or whether it's amplifying stories that need support to get out to a wider listening audience and there's thousands of you listening it's crazy thousands of listening very few of you chipping in i understand that why pay for it when it's free but i'd like to think that if you bumped into me in a coffee shop you'd buy me a cup of coffee think if this is the way that you're buying me that cup of coffee and as i said for you it's probably what one fewer point a month but for us it's literally lights on mics on and we can continue to keep going and throwing as many haymakers as we can. Even if we fight and lose, it's better to have had the fight sometimes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Patreon.com forward slash tortoise Please click that link. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. My name is Tony Groves and it's kind of an Echo Chamber smashing into a reboot republic. We've often done crossovers, but this is more of a smash in, Martin. It's like it's like that two-car collision on the M50 that, that, that delays you getting home at night, yeah? I can hear the music in the background. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, when you no. go over to the dark side, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. a tough crew. <laughs> We are, we are delighted to be joined on the podcast uh, again by our, and let's call it, put let's cards on the table, our friend, our colleague, our, someone we've worked with for, for over six years now, uh, Rory Hearn, who now is seeking the nomination uh, for the Social Democrats to become a, a, an MEP. Rory, how are you doing? It's good to see you. And it's been a, it's been a tumultuous 48 hours. It has indeed. Yeah, Tony, Martin, it's great to be Doing a crossover pod, and I, I feel very strange, I have to say. Um, but it, because you started with a, with a crashing analogy, smashing, I was like, could we not be a bit more, um, you know, ease into it? Like, what about, what about like a hot bath or something, you know, like something that we just could, you know, uh, just gently ease into it before you smack me over the head, you know? <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, but uh, no, no, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Delighted to be here. Delighted. No. Look forward to this chat and yeah. 
And no, no, we, 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 no, like, I mean, let's, again, we, we're not going to hide anything. We, we've, we know you have run previously for, for people before profit nearly 20 years ago at this stage. Excuse me, stating your age. Um, you, you know, you've run independently in the Shannon. You've always been keen to actually, not just not just uh, be an activist, but be someone who's at the table and making it making difference. Tell me, Rory, why make the leap now into a into a new party and into um, a whole new realm in the European Parliament? Yeah, it wasn't an easy decision, um, as you know, Tony. You know, we've chatted, and it's been one that I, I found very very difficult to make. But um, it's been something, in many ways the work that I've been doing, particularly over the last two or three years on housing has, and, and taking, you know, big stands against the investor funds and the vulture funds and around tenants rights and homelessness and all that work that I've been doing. Um, people have been saying to me over the last few months, you know, will you stand, will you stand? And it, it's been going around my head in the, would I stand in the elections? And the question then, you know, would you stand as an independent? Would you stand with a party? You know, what party? And, you know, I talked to the Social Democrats. I've seen what they've been doing. And for me, it was around ultimately making a decision about values, a decision about the core values that matter to me around particularly, obviously, housing, um, but also healthcare, education, and the core idea um, of social democracy, which is, you society is made the priority that it is the what's the core of everything and in terms of making the thing out this is going to be these are momentous elections for ireland you know we have the locals the europeans then the general or whatever order they well it seems like the general will be coming after it but this is a momentous time we are at a a period in irish history where real change is possible and I suppose I want to be part of that and, and I feel I have a role in it and something to contribute and maybe I'm making a massive mistake. I don't know, but the feedback has been very, very positive so far. I don't know. I'm not going to, like, literally, I, it's, you know, we've had, as again, not giving anything away, cards on the table. We've had conversations about where things are going to go in the, in the next while. So, so none of this came as a shock to me. But I suppose if I can be if I can be blunt, the idea of running in the um, area that you're running, it's it's not you're you're running now against what is it, Chris McManus, Luke Ming Flanagan, and and the likes. These are the the other kind of left leaning um, competition. It's not Dublin. It's not it's not against um, you know Lynn Boylan has thrown her hat in the ring, and then you have. You know, Francis Fitzgerald standing down. You've Chris Andrews. Oh, sorry, Barry Andrews. Sorry, Chris. Uh, <laughs> you've, you've Barry Andrews. But you know, it's so. So. So is this just is this just a, a a way of saying? Well, actually, we need to think as as a party as opposed to as as Rory, where where the gap is in 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 the market. Yeah, it's a good question. And I suppose that that's been interesting for me in terms around these discussions. You don't just you know when you join a party. You aren't just yourself in that way. You know, you have to think and discuss and consider well, what are the, the interests of the party, of the the movement you're trying to build and be part of. And the area of Mid-Northwest, which runs from, that's the European constituency, which runs Kildare, Lee, Shoffley, uh, Westmeath, and all the way to Donegal, Sligo, Roscommon, Leitrim, Galway. Um, 
that given that I've been working in Maynooth in Kildare for almost a decade now and would have a lot of connections there, I have connections in Galway, um, and, you know, they were looking for a candidate there, so, and we, you know, we discussed around that, and Sinead Gibney, as put herself, you know, said she's going to seek the nomination in Dublin, which I think she'll be a great candidate. So I think it felt, uh, for me, that the Europe... Mid Northwest would be a good, and for the party, they they felt as well. Um, this would be a good place to put myself forward yeah. to see if I can get the nomination for. And you know, you mentioned there, I, I don't see myself running against Luke Ming, um, or Chris McManus, both of you of whom I would have huge respect for. I would see myself running against the Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, and in particular, um, the right uh, candidates who are likely to come up and stand up. Why? The Europeans. Why not wait till the locals? Why not wait till the general? Why not a forum where you're in Ireland, where you can actually immediately affect on housing? I think that the question around Europe has been raised and Europe and the European Union actually have a very important role to play in housing and it hasn't been spoken about much but i in my research have linked across europe with european civil society ngos with trade unions um, and indeed policy makers have been linking with them for most of my work in minute i've been involved in european cross european projects so the european horizon for me is important of course ireland um, is key to where change comes about. The question of how we change things in Ireland, Europe has a role. Uh, people who represent us in Europe have a very important role, and particularly around housing. When we look at things like investment in affordable housing, um, we look at the EU rules around state aid, for example, for public housing. We look at the rules around Airbnb. Um, we look at things like capital markets and capital rules. There are quite important ways that the EU influences housing policy. And so that's one part. The other part is these are elections that are going to be defining. The big debates in these European elections will define you know, how we think about these things, who goes forward, who represents us. And so it's actually very, very important to try and shape those debates as to what I want to put housing central to these debates. So it's not just about, um, you know, the, the broader questions, which are important, of course, about immigration, about climate change, about all these things. These are important, about agriculture. These are really important issues. But housing should also be central to these debates. And I think in particular, there's going to be a, need, a real need to challenge the Ireland is full narrative um, by saying, you know, that Europe has a role in investment and Europe has a role in, in investment in housing and the solving our housing crisis. I don't think you have to convince me or Martin about the importance of the European Parliament. We've continuously done, and you have as well, Rory, over the last few years, to go back and speak to European MEPs who disappear from our airwaves once they get elected. Okay, so because this, this, this mentality that once they go off to Europe, they they go live the high life, they, they become... Mm. and. What my my challenge back to you is you've you've spoken about how the Europe there's no there's no um uniform European policy on housing, but there is one policy that can actually ma marry up against what you're talking about. And my challenge to you is, and it really is something that I I want you to think about as 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 your friend and someone who would like if you're going to go in there do the work. Why aren't we looking at the Green New Deal and the Just Transition? Because we've said for the last five years that good housing policy is good climate policy and how are you, you that should be the central tenet of this surely 
Absolutely, and, and it is. Um, and in you know, in terms of housing, the how we develop housing, as we've spoken about a lot, how we develop it, how we build it, how we renovate the homes that we have. You know, the question of the carbon, the use of carbon in that. And um, the emissions caused is absolutely central. You know, residential, the contribution of, of residential uh, buildings to climate emissions is very, very significant in our economies. And you are absolutely right. The Green New Deal is is really important. The problem is it has been inadequate um, and it could do a lot more. And I think you're right. And And for me, it is about uh, why is housing? Why did I say housing is central? It is because we... If we don't get housing right in not just in Ireland, but across Europe, we are absolutely failing and going to fail in terms of climate as well. And I'll explain why, because we're losing. And this is a really important thing to me. Um, democracies are losing the buy in of their citizens and the social contract, as I said, is broken. It's broken for the people of Ireland, the younger generations. It's broken for people across Europe. In terms of homelessness, we almost have, you know, the, the numbers in homelessness in Europe are just, they're, they're staggering. Um, and the lack of affordable housing in particular, obviously, you know, there's countries, there is exceptions. But across many European countries, there's a massive housing crisis as well. And if we don't get that right, if people don't have the basics, they won't buy into the major changes required around climate. And you are absolutely right to say that in delivering housing, it has to be done in a green way and housing is central to the Green New Deal. And, and of course, the other issues, I think, you know, you know, um, Tony, as well, that for me, our, the whole nature of our economies and how we run them, how we operate them, who benefits, you know, I, I'm very, very critical um, of the corporate dominance of, you know, the fossil fuel companies, of how they influence. And I think I've shown, as someone who is prepared to stand up to big you know, investor funds that similarly, I would also, you know, be someone who would raise their voice against in terms of the fossil fuel companies, okay. the lobbyists. Let, let me just push that. in. Let me just push in because this is politics and we are talking politics. Was there nobody else in the sock Dems who could do that? Why you? Uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask them that. I think it's a fair question. Oh, no, I think though. it's a fair question. I think the, the question is, is you know, it? like when you want to talk housing, they have Keen O'Callaghan there who's talking about housing. And, and so, so like, you know, when you look at it in the Sock Thames basis, you know, is there, is there, does it, does it mean, you know, because we, we think in terms of Irish politics, uh, you know, Owen O'Brien is the professor of, of housing in, in the general public's mind. You're a, a, an expert on housing who, who talks about all the time. Keen O'Callaghan is their spokesperson for housing. So you know, is there is there a tension there? Has that created any any issue for you guys? No, no. Uh, in terms of I come back to Martin's question, <laughs> a bit glib with you, Martin. Um, I come back to you then, Tony. In, in terms of was there somebody else? I wasn't quite sure. Do you mean to stand for? Yeah, yeah. Or West or or like we, we, this is politics. in terms of in we'll terms of People in parties put in the graft, and when they put in the graft, they expect to get the the nomination for this, that, and the other. That's how politics works in this country. Mm. It's just a fact that's how it works. But you've leapfrogged to a position where you are a candidate. So I, my question is: I, I, does that I, I, I need, I need, I need to say, see, see, seeking who will have put in the graft over the seeking time? a nomination. We need to caveat that, Martin. But go ahead, seeking. 
seeking. I, it's just, you know, if it happened in Fianna Fáil, I'd ask there too. I, you know, we asked about when it was the Minister for Edu- or the Minister for Health. How come he was leapfrogged into that position? It's the same question. Well, as I said, uh, if you, you know, in terms of politics, I'm still seeking the nomination, so I don't have it yet. So, okay, um, I have, uh, you know, support from um, people within the party. They've indicated their support for me. So, but I still have to go through a nomination process. So, I'm not the candidate. So, other people might put themselves forward. I don't know about that, and I might not be <laughs> the candidate. That is a very real possibility. So, you know, this might all turn out to be um, uh, moot. As, uh, but yeah. So, there is a process around that. And I saw. Is. I did see a criticism and and wry criticism in that you've. You know, you started life as a socialist and now you've moved more to the centre and, you know, if you hit your 40s, you've, you've become more conservative. Um, by your political journey from BPP to SOC Dems, and that, that was the analogy being made. Now, there's another way to look at it in that the, the man in Ireland who introduced free education was a journeyman politician who moved from party to party to achieve what he wanted to achieve. The question is, which are you? Because we've seen with the Greens who went in for green, you know, just to be green and get this stuff. They're no more green than the man in the moon, and they're now playing politics as good as Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael ever played politics. So the question is purpose. Are you going in with a purpose? What's your purpose to achieve? And what do you do then once you've achieved your purpose? Well, I think that for me... This is a very clear, very, very clear purpose. And we spoke about this, Martin. You know, you talked about, like, what are your, I think you said three things are you going to achieve? Mm-hmm. And what are you what are you going about? Um, and for me, you know, I am very, very clear. And that's, you know, why I do feel that the SOC Dems are a good fit is for me, it is about values. And I'll go back to that. Why does that matter? Um, I see politics differently than a lot of people. For me, you know, I don't come at it as a, as a real you know, party political person. I come at it as someone who looks at the world and sees injustices, sees inequalities, and wants to try change them and tackle them. And just as there are many ways of doing this, and people accept this, like I work, you know, in, in civil society and community organizations and campaigns, and people have very different approaches for how to achieve the change they want to see. But there's agreement around what are the issues they want to tackle? An agreement broadly in terms of how do we look at them? And so I think that, you know, the, the idea for me is that I want to see changes towards broad, you know, change around social justice, around inequalities, around poverty, reducing poverty, around obviously key things, housing, you know, building proper public housing in this country, um, have putting a human right in our constitution, uh, ending child and family homelessness, um, you know, dealing with uh, the whole issue of becoming a, a genuinely sustainable green economy, society being a Rory, fair Rory. one. But these are these no, are matter. These I, matter. I, I, right? I You've asked me what, in. I, what I are the to, things, but no, they're they're no. they're the things that no. I, I will try and we, change we, or try we, and we achieve. Accept and, that, but your party are, are are a yes yes on the current referendum. So the SOC Dems are a yes, yes on the current referendum. And I'll be completely honest and tell you, I'm, I'm a yes, no. Martin's an abstainer. Um, party politics is going to ask you to do things. When you said it's values-based, party politics is going to ask you to do things where you will have to then, at some point, make those decisions and make those calls for yourself. 
Yeah, I will. And 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 that's that's an important point to make, an important thing to say. That of course there will be. There'll be times you'll have to look at yourself and see what are you doing, what are you changing. But I think you also have to weigh up, and 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 it is something enjoying and you know the sock dems that I thought long and hard about that. You know, there is space. And you see, this is really important. I don't judge other people for not, you know, joining the SOC Dems or for doing the things they do. Um, And in the sense that I think we need to have an openness to different approaches to bringing about the same change. And I think you're absolutely legitimate to point out and criticise when things aren't being done as the way we feel they should from a social justice, equality, broadly social, democratic, socialist perspective, left perspective. Um, And I think that those things we have to figure out as we go along. But for me, there's no doubt that being part of a bigger organisation, that you can be part of an influence and drive, for me, it feels that's a really important way to drive change. We look through history. You know, political parties are absolutely central to what has driven change. Uh, so are civil society groups uh, okay. and so are the media. Uh, oh, oh, okay, and I, I get what you're saying. Why not the shinners? Why not the shinners? Um, you know, I have huge respect for Sinn Féin. I have huge respect for Owen O'Brien and for Mary Lou and for lots of people. And I know loads of people in Sinn Féin. Um, and... You know, I've worked with them on many campaigns around housing. I know, but why and not? we'll continue why to why do not? so. Why not? Why not? Um, why not them? I suppose for me, the Social Democrats are a real. I felt fit in terms of the the clarity around values, around social democracy, and around the key issues of public services, and that's Ho- why um, Holly Holly's Democrats. had a very impressive start to her career as a leader. Never mind her 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 introduction to politics. It's been it's been an incredible rise, and I have been someone who has spoken to her a number of times on the podcast and had conversations with her, and I've been impressed. You know, she's been targeted over over being too posh and all of these sort of things. And the, you are someone now who's seen as an academic, someone who's seen to be become that middle class voice. Do you think that that feeds into that stereotype of the too posh party? Um no. <laughs> oh well, I know you. I know your background. I'm just making the point that people will see you and say, "Look at him. He's gonna he's gonna be wearing tweed now in a minute." You know. Um. Does tweed <laughs> indicate poshness? Yeah, well, I, I'm wearing my fisherman's jumper right now. <laughs> I, I was just like, gonna say, have you has, got has, patches on the sleeves? You know, <laughs> there's no patches. There's no patches. <laughs> I, but 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 do you you accept where where, where does, you know Holly has been really good, but she's been targeted mostly because of identity politics you know how she dresses the the cost of her suit her planning permission for her home and now you know let's be honest Rory you you know people will introduce you as you know the 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 associate professor in in NUI and and you know comes with that kind of that 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 speak god that's a good point Tony that's a good point because which would you prefer to be introduced as Rory Ahern housing activist Oh, Rory First Ahern. of all, my name is not Rory Ahern. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Rory Hearn. I have a Hearn on. I know. He takes moment. brown envelopes yeah. like, the, like nobody's business. <laughs> so, you don't know how much I had to pay to get my name changed on my passport. But but isn't it isn't it an interesting question though? And I don't mean it in a bad way. It's a genuinely interesting question. I don't know. Uh, do people ask about Mary Lou? 
do people ask? I don't know. I think they have to be very careful. About well, they do. They push yeah. back on R- R- Richard by Barton and, and Paul Murphy are always... Yeah, and Richard as well, the same. So, you know, I, I don't really see that as being relevant. Um, I think that actually, for me, being an academic is someone who, from my perspective, someone who has been engaged in a form of academia that has always been um, publicly involved, that has, you know, and there, there is a lot of criticism of academia and academics been disconnected from society and from social issues where, you know, my academia, and that's been very supported within the Department of Applied Social Studies in Minute has been an abs- one rooted in social issues and in society Um and so I, I think actually it's really, I feel really proud as an academic entering into the political sphere because I think we need more academics to do it because politics has to change. How we do politics has to change. And I really believe that. And, you know, people say, oh, that's just, you know, airy fairy, woolly stuff. I don't think so. I think that how we think about the world, and that's why I do come back to values, how we, how we are as human beings, how we think about the world, how we see it, our emotions how we understand it, that all influences our behavior. And I think our behavior matters as well and and how how our values are, but, but how we understand things. And for me, I'm not getting into politics to be, you know, a uh, become like one of those politicians who are very disconnected. And you see them disconnected from society, disconnected from the world around them. Um, I am a deeply... I, I work hard every day to be someone who's deeply emotionally connected to the people around me, to the world around me. Um, and for me, that is what politics should have as well. People who are connected and people who work on that, that empathy side, that psychological aspect, that um, aspect that we are all human beings and we should treat each other with respect as human beings. And that includes everybody from asylum seekers to whoever. Well, I know you long enough to know that that, that, that is true. You, you absolutely want... You, yeah, yeah, it is. We yeah. can both well, say abs- that's genuine. Gen- we yeah. both know that's but, true. But I will, I will push back and say the one issue I have is... and like, So I'll give you a real, a real example, okay? You know me. I, I can be obstinate in terms of where I think things need to yield. Sometimes you can't be with the, with the more the phrase. <laughs> um, but 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 when I, but when we talk about so so you now have to go into a world whereby you will have to talk to people who I would go, I you know, this is you I this is too this is too tough for me. Like I I you know, you you mm. I gotta I'm gonna and again this is not to cast aspersions on someone, but I, I see all of I said it to you, I've said it to Brendan Ogles, it the likes of people like Paul Murphy. Stop! Stop doing news talk. Stop feeding the. Stop feeding the machine. But you have to feed the machine if you go into politics, and you have to actually speak to their audience. How does that sit with that idea of being the values based on that? How does that sit with that? Because I think that's a right wing organization. It, much so, much the way I think it's it's gripped light at this stage. In my opinion, it's gripped FM. But that's my that's my opinion on it. I couldn't do it, but you you will have to do it because you're going you're going into politics now, not just as Rory Rory Hearn housing activist, but as as Rory Hearn candidate. Yeah, we've we've talked about this before, Tony, and I know you're very frustrated with me on it, and and I think that's a very legitimate. Um, view to have like I've been doing news talk you know I've continued to do it and um, you know around the housing stuff and it hasn't been easy for me at times um, but I have done it in terms of I have felt that from my perspective that there's people we need to talk to and reach 
and there's a difficult there's a balance between you know legitimizing an organization and legitimizing views and then also trying to reach the audiences that they're reaching and i think that that's that's a very difficult one to to work out and you have to continuously work at it you know and i think that there are people i will have to talk to that i don't necessarily want to talk to um and Again, it is it is a constant working out and thinking, you know, is this but, the right thing but, but, to do? Is this if the, the... If the phone call comes and you have to sit on a panel for someone you're going against who's maybe what we would call a far-right activist uh, candidate, you, you're going to have to do it now as a candidate. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and that's not easy. And, and, and it, it won't be easy. And the, the, the thing is, and that, you know, and to be honest, Tony, that's part of why I am running is to challenge people like that. And to take them on in in not in a you know you could we we'll, I don't want to get into that argument of should you debate them should you not debate them and you know where we go and sometimes we might I might decide no that actually I'm not because then you do give them legitimacy and I think that's absolutely reasonable as well. Um, I think on a much bigger question though the much bigger question for me is what is the potential for change in Ireland in these elections and how do we bring it about and and I'm on straight up about that. There is a real possibility that if the Sock Dems, if Sinn Féin, if they don't significantly grow, um, that we will have another Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael government. And for me, I want to play a part in, you know, trying to change that politics and being part of, you know, the first step in terms of um, getting nominated. <laughs> Well, that, it's all very, that, it's that, all that, very that, premature conversation. Yeah, yeah, that would help. <laughs> well, let me just say, and I'm going to wrap it up here, Rory, and thanks for coming on. And you're not going to get an interview as tough as this. Just remember that. That's the toughest interview you're going to get from people who know you. And interesting, yeah. It's the toughest one. And in this, you've also got the answers to the questions that people are going to throw at you. You know, everything's a learning experience. Everything's yeah, a learning yeah. We know your values, and we do know your values, and we are both biased. We know your values, and we know you're a good person, and we know you are. And our warning to you, as always, is don't become the consummate politician. <laughs> stay the person you are, and stay the person you are. And I like to think that our cynicism and our activism over the years has seasoned you better than anybody else who's going to go for this. So... Best of luck, Rory. Hope you do really well. Thank you, Martin. And um, I really appreciate the tough interview. I'm like, you're an awful thing <laughs> to know that, to do that to me. Like, you know, seriously. <laughs> but but I, I was not, I was not expecting until I saw it, Martin and the look on his face at the start. And I was like, oh, <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> well, well, do you know, do you know what I got? Can, can, can I say something? Because you are our yeah. friend, and the answers are all. There's nothing I, now anybody can throw I, at you that you have. I want to say, in, in I know Rory personally, obviously a long time now, and I believe I believe he's he's in this for the right reasons. I genuinely do. I have no hesitation. Put my thumb on the scales and saying yes, absolutely. Give him your vote if 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 you're in the in his area, go for it, do it. Um, we also know again we've spoken. To, I'll be talking to Luke Ming Flanagan tomorrow evening about something entirely different, and you know we believe in we believe in these these values. I will also say the key thing that you've said, Rory, about change, and it was, I don't know who said it first, but it was the, the phrase was Leo Radker and Michal Martin are the this, this same, are sides of the same coin, and it doesn't add up to any change. 
Okay, that yeah. yeah, and that's why we need those different voices. So thank you for 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 putting yourself forward, and I'm 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 actually glad that it was it that you that you're gonna you're gonna find that it'll be a bit spiky now. But Martin is right. Um, no one no one will give you a harder time than than your pals back here because that's what that's what we were all supposed to do to one another. Listen, we leave it there. Best of luck with it. Yeah, and Alyssa, just want to say thank you to guys. You know, you two for you know saying what you said I really appreciate that and I do you know really care about you guys too and and hold you in huge esteem and you know while we'll have differences and I know we will um, we are still going to take us over as two advisors (laughs) there we go (laughs) get on the baby train no no no, I did want to say that that in the context of all this discussion uh, you know I I want to thank you Tony for the amazing work that you are doing in Palestine and I'm not bullshitting around that and that's you know and we've seen ultimately why we're in all this um is those reasons and they will continue to drive me and you know I know you guys will keep me very much with my with those things to the fore with what I do and to our listeners as well um thank you and there's been you know you will continue as yep. well to, to support and and I will continue with reboot if Tony I, if you I, allow me do you know what do you know someone's <laughs> and I'd know, like to I continue said, so, someone uh, said it. that to me and I said of course he will I mean Neil Martin has a podcast Maria um, Walsh has a podcast why wouldn't he continue he just yeah, he will just yeah. have to tell Rory Hearn if you know if he's an MEP he's Rory Hearn MEP That's, what what are you talking about what does that change just do what we always say lay a card exactly the table at the exactly you exactly you'd be open and, and there's the huge amount of like I've really enjoyed you know the podcast and I know like people contact me regularly and say they get so much out of it the conversations we're having um, with people and the and that wider discussion I think that is another angle Martin around all of this that I do look at things from a bigger perspective and try and see them from different angles and I think the podcast will help me as well in terms of that and keep it connected and keep us connected well it'll thank you so much guys with your constituents won't it <laughs> thanks guys um, thanks for listening best of luck Rory and I'm glad we did this we will talk to you all very very soon take care bye bye was it I was broken was it I was hopeless or was I just a voiceless boy and went unnoticed and was I missed inside hoping you'd realize I'm in the middle of the war between my heart and mine It's not okay to do it all alone It won't matter where you go Won't you have a hand to hold If your days are darker than you'd hope Find yourself alive And you won't see this go It's okay, it's okay, it's okay It's okay, it's okay It's okay to feel alone Now that I've changed my way I think of better days Cause a rope was only gonna take my pain away And I'm too strong a boy To make a stupid choice I could've gave it all away Just because I was afraid It's not okay 
darker days are darker than you'd hope. Find yourself alive, and you won't see this go. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay to feel alone. Join me with two words, it's okay. And a hand. Two. It's okay, it's okay. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. okay. You have a hand to hold if your days are darker than you'd hope. Find yourself alive, and you won't see this ghost. Thank you very much for listening to that. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs>